gotta get you the fuck out of Dodge, man. We're going to Vegas tonight. What are you talking about, Vegas? Vegas, baby, Vegas. What do you mean, Vegas? Vegas, Las Vegas. I'm not going to no Vegas. Yeah, I think, you know what, man? Uh, we're, we're gonna go to Vegas and... Uh, when gonna, are we going to Vegas? We're going tonight. No, we're not going tonight. I'm, I'm not going to Vegas. Listen to me. No, you listen to me. I'm not going, okay? okay. And not, none of this shit anymore. Listen, I just listen to you. Now hear me out. You bring something nice to wear. <laughs> I'm not going to Vegas. Mike, we're going. I'm not going to Vegas. Vegas, Nevada. And the Shriners is locked and loaded for Thursday, and this tournament is going to have plenty of excitement as we head into week four of the fall swing. This course has no teeth, with the lone exception being a wind that can wreak havoc for any golfer in this field. And we are going to dive into that shortly. But first, hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. And Hello, UK. And of course, we are going to say adios to Spain. No more Spain, boys. If this is your first time to the cut line, Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It's pronounced cut line. Cut line. And of course, to our loyal followers are minions who the show is produced for you stupid ignorant son of a bitch dumb bastard jesus christ i've met some dumb bastards in my time but you outdo them all get over there welcome back all jokes aside the cut line is here only because you are listening and the cut line continues to do great things for daily fantasy sports and growing your bankroll on a weekly basis is just one of them. But we could not do this without our sponsor. There are several good places in your home where an extension telephone will be of great convenience and comfort for you and your family. For instance, your kitchen. An extension phone here will save you countless steps every day. Another possibility is your bedroom. At your bedside, an extension phone will give you privacy and a feeling of security at night. Or if there's a playroom or a place where the family spends a lot of time, an extension lets anyone or everyone talk on the phone without leaving the room. A handy phone in the garage or workshop will save time and trips the year round. For only pennies a day more than the cost of your present phone, you can have a colorful extension telephone for one of the many places in your home where you work, play, or sleep. Just call your Bell Telephone business office or ask your telephone man. It drives me crazy, and I know it has to drive you nuts. You're cooking dinner, and the phone rings. What do you do? What do you do? 
If you leave the stove, the chicken is going to burn. But this is an important call that you need to take. No worries. The extension phone lets your phone receiver stretch over 20 feet. Get your extension phone today. Welcome to the Cut Line. I am Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, cruising away during the fall swing. And oh my, oh my, last weekend was bittersweet. Core 4 nailed 3 of 4 plays, but getting 6 and 6 through right now is just difficult. Whew. Some of these plays are just ridiculous. Zach Blair? Come on, man. Go back to the Corn Fairy Tour already, alright? It's all good, bro. It's all good. We are going to crush this weekend. And no problems at all. And Zach Manafort? Who the hell are you? Zach is missing this week. Lost somewheres in Puerto Rico, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, somewhere in Asia. Zach, if you're listening, good luck to you and your travels. We miss you, buddy. Now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Shriners Hospital for Children open at the beautiful TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're going to do the best we can... <laughs> I like these guys. They are funny guys. Just kill one of them. To bring you the best lineups for your GPPs this weekend. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass, taking names, scoring big, and hopefully, cross our fingers, everyone makes it through that cut line. Six of six golfers through. That's our goal, boys. But you need leverage, right? I know. On Wednesday, I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports. And even though I do calculate my own personal ownership projections... A second opinion is incredibly important. Guys, I trust Fanshare Sports, so now you're not subscribed. It's an easy fix, guys. An easy way to do it. Go to Fanshare Sports, input the word CUTLINE in the discount option, and you'll receive 20% off your membership. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Are you trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? More than likely, it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up on the wrong end of the flag six, so I ask you, how are your lineups doing? Now, course preview, TPC Summerlin is not that hard for our golfers to figure out, especially of this caliber. We'll be looking at a par 71, 7,200-yard course with wide fairways. Very few obstacles and low scoring awaits this tournament field. The bent greens actually might be the only issue for some golfers as the rough bunkers and water are at minimal risk. The only other factor that's affected scoring in the past has been wind, as this course has no protection from it. Wind has created scoring opportunities to be limited, as we've seen winners in windy conditions only get 9 under par. 
Now, the sneakiest aspect and difficulty of this course are the greens themselves. While they look flat on television, there will be plenty of undulation, challenging even the best putters, and scoring is often a product of great putting. Now, the last four holes, specifically 15 and 16, are risk-reward plays that will likely produce the players finishing in the top 10 and potentially winning this tournament. This weekend, expect that scoring to continue. My key stats, very simple. Birdie or better percentage, strokes gained, ball striking, stroke gained approach, strokes gained putting, weighing this pretty high, birdies gained, and opportunities gained. So all those key uh, stats are what I'm considering in both my models, but that's going to take us to our birdie and better segment. We'll break down each tier of golfer, and I'm going to discuss my favorite plays and some fades for this weekend's tournament, and we're going to start in that upper top tier range. We're talking about the 11 and 10K range, and we're going to... We're going to start with the elephant in the room, and that's Brooks Kepka at $11.7,000. Now, for the most part, historically, Kepka has come ready to play in his first tournament of the season, and the easy course bodes well for Brooks Kepka. We're looking at 12% ownership, so it's absolutely worth some exposure in your mass multi-entries. I don't need to go over all the stats. We know who Brooks Kepka is in the way that this DraftKings has priced this field, he's absolutely in play at 11.7. <clears throat> the next 10K guy I want to talk about is Webb Simpson. Now, I mentioned how important putting is here, and Webb is hands down one of, if not the best putter on this slate. Currently looking at an ownership around 14.8%, and I find that a little low, but if that stays... In that position come Wednesday, I'm going to be way overweight on Webb Simpson. In the last 24 rounds, he is second in the field in putting. In the last 100 rounds, he's sixth in the field in putting. He's an excellent approach player and number one in the field in approach. He's going to be in the fairway a lot with these wide open tracks. I anticipate an easy approach game and lots of scoring. Webb Simpson is just appealing here. Now his ownership is going to reflect that this weekend. But at 10-2, he's hard to fade. I really think with his skill set, he is somewhat underpriced for this course. My last play, Bryson DeChambeau or Adam Scott. Where do we go? Hmm. Ownership. 9% Bryson. 18% Adam Scott. DeChambeau, great history here at this tournament, won it last year in 2018. But last week at the Safeway, Bryson gained three strokes putting, and Scott has historically been a very streaky, iffy putter. Not loving that. The price difference is $700, as DeChambeau is $700 more. Both are scorers. Both are birdie makers. Both are complicated in their own right. Scott has historically been more complicated, while DeChambeau has sometimes been often impossible to figure out. So which way am I going to go? Come on, man. Leverage, baby. Give me Bryson DeChambeau. Here's why. I like the consistency and leverage that Bryson gives. Now, I will have both in my mass multi-entries, but if Adam Scott ownership keeps rising, which it may depending on what other touts say, 
it only reinforces the idea that you pivot to DeChambeau. It's important. Now, in the last 100 rounds, 14th for putting for DeChambeau, 6th in birdies, 4th in birdies are better gained, 9th in opportunities gained, 25th in that par 4, 400 to 450 range, an excellent ball striker. Okay, past winner here. Adam Scott's not too far off, but where he does struggle is the putter. I think Scott's going to be popular. Fantasy National models are going to have him in that top three very often. You'll find him there. But I do like the history here for DeChambeau. Can he go back-to-back is the key stat here. I think that's why his ownership is so low. He can. He can. You can't deny that. He can. So we're going to go to that 9K range. And one of my favorite things that happened last weekend, Hideki Matsuyama, my fade call in my core four, Missed the cut. By the way, that Core 4 article comes out on Wednesdays. Make sure you guys check it out. Check out at Lunas, dude. It's been, it's been pretty hot lately, so check it out. So what's the plan this week? Matsuyama. Very easy. Buy, 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 buy. Matsuyama is going to be less than 13% owned. On top of that, plenty of lineups were burned by his missed cut last weekend. His game was off. It was pretty obvious. Um, And the putting stroke that was thought to be fixed was not his saving grace last week. And in fact, it was terrible. It's what caused him to miss the cut. Now, I did say putting is important here, but these fairways are wide open. He's got a great approach game, and he's going to be looking at shorter putts. Now, he ranks second overall in my fantasy national model and number one in my private model. He's first in... Uh, opportunities gained, 7th and birdie or better gain, and 4th in greens or regulation gain. Again, my only worry is the putter, but I can get past that this weekend due to the elite approach game that Matsuyama has. has. I'm, I'm really just looking forward to hopefully c- close proximity and Matsuyama is just, boom, good to go. So, um, The next player I want to mention is Colin Morikawa, and he's going to be popular. He's next on the list, but at 9,500, he is clearly a golfer with plenty of upside on the horizon. Yet Morikawa has already won on the PGA Tour, and I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled out a W this weekend. In his last 100 rounds, Morikawa ranks 17th in the field in birdies or better. In my private model, he ranks 17, or 16th overall, but the most impressive aspect is his 3.85 scoring average per 18. He's a birdie slayer, and I love it. His all-around game is going to fit this course very well. In a 10th place finish at the Safeway last weekend, saw him gain strokes in every major statistical category. Ownership's going to be high, but I don't mind eating the chalk here. We're looking at roughly 18%. I wouldn't be surprised if that number grew higher from other touts loving Morikawa. Moving on. Now, a lot of players are going to roster Benny on in the bounce back spot. And, of course, the DFS darling, Mr. Neiman. But I'm going to go right to Adam Hadwin in this spot as a pivot. The Canadian has been on fire. One of the better putters in the field and ranks 16th in the last 100 rounds. He's 17th in opportunities gained, finished second at the Safeway Open, and is one of the golfers, I think, who could win here. Ownership in the single digits, boys. It's about leverage, especially with someone like Benny on and Neiman. 
you are leveraging the field. A lot of touts are going to talk about Benny on like he fell asleep last weekend and he's going to come back and play just fine. I don't want any piece of a player who was that bad last weekend and Benny on was that. Now, back to Adam Hadwin. 10th place in 2015th and 2017 and 27th here in 2017 at the Shriners. I love the fact that his ownership in the single digits. I love the fact that he finished in second place last weekend. We have upside here, chance to win, top 10 potential. And we're talking about a player who's super, super cheap. Adam Hadwin is coming in at $9,100. All right, that is salary saving at its best. Looking at Hadwin over the last 100 rounds, 16th in the field in putting, 4th in that 10 to 15 putt range, 8th in birdies, 8th in birdie or better gained. He's good, man. Adam Hadwin is a solid play this weekend. So let's go down to the 8K range, and we are going back to the well here with my boy Ches Reeve. I called it last weekend. Fade Ryan Moore, played Ches Reeve. Now I was hoping for a better finish than 17th, but... It's fine. I didn't have Ryan Moore like everyone else did, and it helped me cash last weekend. But once again, we're looking at reduced ownership for a guy at only 12%. This guy made it all the way to the Tour Championship last season. If you had him in your Tour Championship lineup, you are crushing it. Ches Reeve was awesome. Now, he finished in 33 last weekend, and I like the fact that he, that it was his first tourney you know, of the year, and he got it out of the way. 16th in greens regulation gained, 11th in opportunities gained, 60th in putting, which is a concern, but typically Chez struggles on Bermuda. Okay, so we are on a uh, on bent greens this weekend. So I like Reby here. I'm happy a lot of people aren't jumping on it. In the last 100 rounds, of course, 11th in opportunities gained, 12th in birdies or better gained, 13th in birdies. Chez is in play, boys. Some hate to play him, but... He's in at play for me today. Jason Kokrak is my next play, and I think he's good value at 8,600. We're looking at 12% ownership. So he isn't necessarily chalk, but he is going to be popular. I would keep watching that number. I do expect it to get a little bit higher as touts keep talking about Jason Kokrak, but we'll see what happens. Now, he's not the strongest putter at all. I mean, it's a terrible aspect of his game. And I told you how much and how important putting is here. But he plays well enough in approach. He's third in the field in opportunities gained in the last 100 rounds. And in the last 24 rounds, ranks third in ball striking. Now, this is strictly a GPP play. You do not play Jason Kokrak in your cash games. It'll burn you. But for the five last cuts here in Vegas, I like Kokrak GPP play. Last play in this 8K range is at Andrew Putnam. He's one of the better putters in the field. He's ninth in approach in the last 24 rounds and 19th in birdies are better gained. And in the last 100 rounds, he ranks 30th overall in my fantasy national model, but top 12 in putting. Finished top 50 last year in the world golf rankings, and he's just one of the better solid plays of the slate. Is he going to like blow up on anyone's model? No, I don't believe so. But his putting is key here, and that's what I really like. Hopefully he can get close enough, sink some birdies, be able to score. At only $8,100, he does open up a lot of opportunity as well, being on that lower tier of the 8K range. So let's go on to the 7K range, which I think is full of great plays. 
And we are going to start with Jim Furyk. The old man proved profitable last weekend. And the attitude here is that he's going to compete just due to the altitude. So he'll be able to compete with those long hitters. Now in the last 100 rounds, he's first in the field in greens and regulation gains. 25th in putting, 15th in approach. He finished in 17th last weekend in his first tournament for the 2020 season. Now the concern is that here... He missed the cut last year. But I really think Furyk is going in with his game really steady. And after last weekend getting it out of the way, the yips, the nerves, anything he needed to work on, he spent all week doing so. And I'm looking forward to rejuvenated Jim Furyk, especially early in the season as FedEx points are coming at a premium. The next play in the 7K range. How in God's name is Everyone forgetting Rory Sabatini's season last year. He was ridiculous. Five top 10 finishes and a golfer who in his last 20 rounds gained strokes in every major statistical category with the lone exception being an approach. And in approach, he was average. A zero. Now his long-term stats don't pop because he struggled. But in his last 24 rounds, he ranks 32nd in putting, 11th in opportunities gained, 24th in birdies or better gained. My favorite part about Rory Sabatini, he is only at 11.5% ownership right now. I love it. I hope that number goes down. I really do. I hope no tots talk about Rory. I hope it does. So, last pick I like is Ryan Palmer, 20th overall, my personal model. He's not a young gun by any means, but he has the ability to score. And over the last 100 rounds, he's 10th in birdies or better gained, 10th in birdies and 29th in approach. He saves a ton of cash by being only 7.3 thousand. And he's coming in at reduced ownership of just 3%, which allows you to leverage through playing other players in this price range. And it doesn't take much to be over the weight overweight on the field by rostering Ryan Palmer at only 3%. I'm really hoping that number actually goes down. So one last little fade here in the 7K is Brian Harmon. I think he fits that bill as bad chalk, and we're looking at 17, maybe 20% ownership. I bank on that rule of three with PGA, especially with bad players, and even though we've seen Strong play the last two rounds, I'm not buying that that hot putter or hot streak will continue this week. Traditionally, he doesn't have the stats to compete. And historically, he's often at the bottom of the stat analysis. So I, I just don't have a ton of interest in Brian Harmon. I know the recent form is appealing to a lot of people, just not to me. I'm going to pass on Brian Harmon. Now, this 7K range is loaded. There's a lot of good golfers in this range. So make sure that you guys do your research here. And kind of look at other players that that are in this 7K range. Other ones I wish I could talk about, but I just don't have the time. Are guys like Aaron Wise, Keegan Bradley, Russell Knox, Kevin Tway. I think those guys are all in play. High risk guys, someone like Sam Ryder, who's going to pop last season, but uh, this season, you know, brand new. Sam Burns, of course, Bermuda Burns, another guy that that I have some interest in. But being that I do like so many of these 7, 8K guys, I'm not quite sure how many 6K guys I'm going to roster this weekend. And to be honest, looking at that 6K field, there are some awful, awful names in there. But we got to give you that monster and guarantee, right? 
Gotta give you that monster and guarantee. So the monster and guarantee, the monster is the player that we feel will finish in the top 25, while our guarantee is our 6K player that we guarantee, I guarantee, will make the cut. So, first golfer, my monster, top 25, is Nate Lashley. Nate Lashley is coming in at 6,800. He ranks 38th in my Fantasy National model, but what appeals to me is that 24th ranked putting okay that is a key stat for me historically here at the tournament 2018 he missed the cut so there's not a lot of history here i think that lack of history really reduces his ownership when i do think he's a great play so we're talking about less than five percent ownership if he finishes top 20 at less than five percent you're gaining huge leverage to the field and the ability to really differentiate your lineups getting that top 10 for some real coin which ultimately is the goal right you got to take risks so my uh my guarantee to make the cut is troy Merritt. now this this pick doesn't excite me but he has made four or five cuts here so that 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 that's important to me that he does have the course history one thing though is at 33rd in my uh, fantasy national model but he only ranks 62nd in the field in the last 100 rounds in putting so that does concern me as well i just want to see some success and consistency before i think he's underpriced i i think that 6900 is kind of perfect for merit so oh you men are all alike seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag you better keep your mouth shut Well, that's a wrap. Cut line is all over. And the Shriner studs up this Thursday. Make sure you join us next week as Zach and I break down the Houston Open. Let's hope Zach makes it back without any food issues whatsoever. But that trip sounds like one we should all make. Anyways, big shout out to Fantasy National. Special thanks to PGA Tour. Of course, a many special thanks to Fanshare Sports. The most gratitude goes to you, the listener. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and listen to Zach when he's here. But appreciate the zero contributions Zach provided this weekend. But still, I couldn't do this show without you, buddy. That'll do it for the cut line. Go and get that green, boys. Cash rules everything around me cream <laughs>